the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast for the week of November 11th. I am your host, Jason Allen King. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a great show for you guys again this week. We're here in November, uh, which is neat. Uh, the weather is a sophomore in high school. It has no idea what it wants to be and doesn't care what we think about it. It's crazy out there. I uh, When I go out, I have to wear a t-shirt and a sweater and I got to bring a coat because it might be 80 and also 40 degrees with maybe rain and an earthquake. I have no idea. It's hard to say, but that's uh, it's November. Here we are, everybody. I'm very excited about that. We have our producer over there, Brian Baltashevitz. He is he's just the busiest guy in the world, so I'm not going to bother him. But just seeing his face is, is important to me. So it's great to see you, Brian. And we have a special guest on location, literally out in the woods. I don't want to give too much away, but our special guest this week, he's a monster on stage. You don't want to miss this incredibly funny, unique comedian. I've seen him perform and he's a must-see. He's had a number of TV appearances, including HBO's Def Comedy Jam, BET's Comic View, Byron Allen's uh, Comics Unleashed, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and, and so many others. Uh, he shared the stage with some of the best comedians around, like Dave Chappelle, Bill Bellamy, Steve Harvey, uh, Adele Givens. I mean, you name it. For the past five years, he served as ringmaster for the historic Universal Circus, which I can't wait to hear more about that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tony Tone to the podcast. Hey, buddy. How hey. are you? What's up, man? Not What's up? What's up, everybody listening? <laughs> man, I'm so uh, I'm so glad you are here and doing the podcast there. But I mean, you you got to explain to everybody. I mean, you had you look scary when you when you showed up here when I saw your face. Like, what what are you doing, man? That was creepy, right? <laughs> yeah. It looked like it looked like something from The Purge or something, yeah. right? I had on this mask. If man, I wish everybody could uh, could see that. But uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. It was like a I was I like a late trick or treater. <laughs> 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 you would fill up a bag if you had that costume on, man. That's really cool. So you yeah. can you say much about where you're at or is that still kind of under wraps? No, no, that's fine. I'm actually, in, like you say, in the woods or the trails along the uh, Chattahoochee River in wow. the Atlanta, Georgia area. I actually was asked at the last minute to do a favor to be in a uh, music video. For a friend of mine, I'm playing one of the one of two of the ominous, like dark agent type, you know, following this artist around through the woods and chasing her and everything. It's like I don't have any words, no dialogue, just all movement and, and appearance. Which, very cool. yeah, you know, you look, as you said, it, it's very, very it's, creepy looking. It's creepy. It's very eyes wide shut, that mask. That's what I thought. Yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> you look yeah. like chasing Tom Cruise around. That's what it would be. It's awesome. Right. <laughs> Jason Tom. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I obviously know you as a comedian, but I also do know you as an actor as well. I mean, you're, you're a busy guy. I mean, in fact, you just had a post recently about all these different projects you have coming up. Anything you want to kind of talk about or, or mention? Yeah, uh, let's see. We just wrapped on a movie called uh, Couples Trip that's set up to come out, set to come out like early 2022, next year. Very exciting. But but yeah, I got, I actually have something running now. I actually played, a, uh, if, for those of you that are into those true crime stories, I actually 
playing a suspect named Charmaine in Fatal Attraction on TV One. So that's running now. That's what everybody. I get calls. I just saw you on TV <laughs> One. You know, you you were, you were a killer. I didn't know you were a killer. I'm like, no, that's just, that's just make believe. That's it's it's reenactment, reenactment. So uh, that's awesome. That. Man. Yeah, that and uh, I got another movie uh, called The Drone That Saved Christmas. In fact, the young lady who we're doing a uh, video for today, she was like one of the first ADs behind the scenes on that particular uh, set. It's called The Drone That Saved Christmas. It's going to be on Netflix. It's part two of another movie called The App That Stole Christmas. (laughs) So it's kind of a a techie theme to it, a very techie current theme to it. Very You know, so, so... yeah, it's, it's part two of the app that stole Christmas. It's called The Drone <laughs> That Saved Christmas. And uh, that's coming out along with uh, another movie called Meet the Snows, which is a movie about, that's actually a serious movie about uh, human trafficking. Oh, wow. So, yeah, be on the lookout for those on Netflix as well. So, uh, that's just a couple of things just coming out. And uh, I'm just still working on some stuff, man. Dude, you are, you're blown up, man. I, I love to see it. I love to see, uh, you know, comedians and and doing all these other things that you just don't, you know, always see. And I'm always pushing that, like do as much as you can do. And you were like, like the sort of perfect example of that. Now, now for some hey, of the people, thanks, for, for some of the people who kind of don't know you, like what is your kind of, what's your origin story? Where, where did stand up come in? Did was acting first and then you got into stand up or vice versa? Like, you know, what's funny, man, acting was first for me. I mean, I was, I was in the school plays, community yeah. plays as a kid. I went to the uh, junior high and high schools that I went to in Memphis, Tennessee. My junior high was uh, a colonial junior high and high school was Overton High School. They were uh, art schools. They call it Kappa, C-A-P-A, but it's still for creative and performing arts. So I was an art school guy. So jealous of that. You you say you're jealous? I'm so jealous. I wish I had that in my area. We just didn't really have that. But but go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's... That's where really where cool. did you come up? Where did you go to school? At? Northeast Pennsylvania, kind of you okay. know small town stuff. They, I, if it was there, I didn't know about it, or my folks didn't know. But gotcha, but gotcha. That's cool. Very cool it's, of you. Yeah, it it was cool. So I was acting first, and then of course I was a class clown in school. So that's where a lot <laughs> most of us comedians started being right. class clowns. <laughs> I started uh, stand up officially at Cumberland College, which is now the College of the Cumberlands in Williamsburg, Kentucky. I, I started there performing in front of the student body. And and when I went, I left, I only went there one year because that's all I could afford. So <laughs> uh, I was an out-of-state student. So I uh, went back home to Memphis and my first comedy club I ever performed in was the Comedy Zone on Overton Square. It opened up like really? a week or two a week or two before or after I got to that back to Memphis in like 1991, I was in there every week, man, homing my skills as an open micer. You know, of course, you know, yeah. you know the ladder, you know how the ladder is, uh, Jason. You know, it's it's open, it's, it's oh, yeah. open micer, oh, yeah. MC, middle, then headliner. There you go. I mean, right. it, it was yeah, man. So Comedy Zone was my first comedy club in Memphis, and uh, from there, man, I just you know I was talked into going on the road by uh, then the owner. Um, uh, of that particular location was Randy and Betty. They ran, they ran the, that, that, that comedy zone. Very cool. He said, Tony, you need to be on the road. So I took my act on the road in like around 93, 94 and the rest was history. That is fantastic. Now, you know, you and, t- you and I talked about this, that you've, you know, worked the comedy zone for a long time. I didn't know you started there. Yeah, uh, I started. Yeah. yeah. So you're originally from Memphis, you said, right? 
Well, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, but you, oh, okay. you might as well say Memphis because I moved to uh, Memphis with my grandparents and uh, when I was like two years old. So gotcha, yeah, Memphis gotcha. is where I was raised. Wow. All right. That's dude, That's awesome. So at what point do you, because I mean, again, for some people who maybe haven't seen you before, you do a lot of a lot of impressions and like your, your physicality is amazing. I assume that comes from the acting world, but was that sort of your like early... Early Tony sort of comedy was it more in that or was it sort of just writing jokes and figuring it out? It was it was more. I was a I'm a big improv guy. So and then uh, yeah, like I said, the, the impressions were something that I picked up. I started learning about you know discovering that I had that ability when I was in elementary school. So I started there, and every time the teacher left the classroom, <laughs> get asked to do this voice and the teacher walks back into the crowd laughing at me and I still got and I got in trouble of course but um yeah man I was uh I was very impression heavy coming up uh in my young in the uh, comedy game and I had this one lone cigar prop I was doing when I did my uh I was doing like the old kind of they were even kind of dated back then but I did like Rodney Dangerfield and uh Bill Cosby that's where the cigar <laughs> prop came from I, right. they used to laugh at me man but I, I, I couldn't wait to pull out my little cigar prop like yes I'm going to die some I, I, I did back then. I did like Bill Cosby and a few other celebrities ordering food at McDonald's. You know, just a very basic scenario I love it, where you though. can get off some impressions. Yeah. And um, and I, I couldn't wait to pull out the cigar. One time, I, the cigar I broke it when I was doing a joke before I got to the impression. Oh, I was so hurt, man! <laughs> I, and I broke the cigar and I pulled it out anyway. I want to buy. It was crazy, man. I broke the cigar. Can't believe I broke it and I got to go buy another one. And it was just crazy, man. <laughs> so you, so on stage, you do a lot of improv. You, you, you're not sort of just locked down to a set. I mean, I'm sure you have some stuff. I mean, are you pretty flexible on stage still? I am. My act uh, has a few dimensions. I have impressions. I have sound effects, just like, like, yeah, I'm, I am physical, meaning like my facial expressions, I mm -hmm. act stuff out a lot. Yeah. I always act stuff out. So I got a little bit of everything, man. I, I, I mean, I pull out, man, harmonicas and, <laughs> and all kinds of crazy, so original characters, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm always doing something crazy on stage. And, um, a lot of it is half of it is scripted and some of it is just Im improv, improv. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm like tagging my stuff as I'm, as I'm working. Yeah, I remember. So you and I worked together with on a Keith D show down in South Carolina, and it's been probably yeah. three years ago or so now. And I remember yeah. my, my nephew came; he's like twenty two or something at the time, and he still talks about you on how great that oh, show was. Man, he, tell him thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, heck yeah, man. He absolutely loves you. Still, like, where you know, he might follow. He probably follows you on Facebook and all that. That's so, awesome. Yeah, man. So that was like, like I said, we still talk about it, the physicality of it and and the combination of impressions and just and just well written jokes. Like it's it's a great show, man. So you talk about, and I'm hey, already forgetting their, their names from the Comedy Zone. So so they were the first people to really get you on the road doing sort of like feature work. Is is that kind of how that went? Like what's the what's the leap from from being there at Memphis with, with these two people who sort of champion you to to becoming a headliner? Uh, you know, Randy said, "Look, man, I've I've been watching you ever since you started, and man, it's time for you to get on the road, man. You've because I was like doing guest spots and still hosting and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So, so he said, Tony, it's time for you to, you know, just go on the road, just get out of here, get on the road. And he actually called another club chain that he knew back then and got me set up, and I drove all the way from Memphis to uh, Savannah, Georgia. Man, it was." 
the rest was history. I started hitting the road after that. Because yeah. one club to the next, they would put out word on me like, hey, get this guy in there, you know? So it was it was cool. That's how it started. So I went when I went on the road, I was still traveling, doing some hosting. And then they started bumping me up to, uh, I, like, I like MC for that one time. And after that, they bought me back as a as a feature. <laughs> the feature was um, like, I'm not following that, man. <laughs> the, the feature was like, nah, uh-uh, I'm not in that. Get somebody else. Eh? Get this guy up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how you have to do it, right? If you want to move up, you got to get up there and kind of like put some heat up, up in front of the people coming behind you, you know? Well, that's right. That is, that's awesome. Well, I mean, at <laughs> what point, so at what point do you sort of, and maybe that's the moment where you're like, you know what, I can actually do this profession. Because not every, I think most people, you know, even on a pedestrian level, appreciate how difficult comedy is and how making a living at it is right. not an easy thing to do. At what point do you say, all right, you know what, I think I can pull this off. I think I can live my life like this. You know what? I want to say after I, I really I was saying it early on because I just it, it was just in me. It was a passion early on. Yeah. I loved it, and I, I was saying it to myself like, "Look, I'm gonna ride this and take it as far as I can." Yeah, and I started like, getting you're my, like a, you're gonna my figure first. It out. Yeah, yeah, I was figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I got to make this work. You know, I said, I got to make this work. I mean, this is gonna work. I just claimed right. it <laughs> and been have been pursuing it ever since. I got my after I got my first TV credit. Within like three and a half years in, into the game, yeah, man. on uh, HBO Def Comedy Jam, right. I was like, "Yeah, this this is <laughs> this is it. I got something going," you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, you know, what what was that leap? Because I mean, it's, I think so many comics want to know how do you get on TV. I'm still trying to figure out how to do. It. I say well, you know, still now, as if I've been doing it for different. twenty years, but. Right, right. Now it's different. I'm like a dinosaur now because back, in, you know how you know how we got on back in the day. You send your VHS tape <laughs> in a Manila in a Manila uh, uh, folder with a, a headshot, a black and white headshot, and a, and your resume. <laughs> wow. You know that that was it. You send it and you know you send it out to the clubs and you hope that they look at it. You you still have the word of mouth. Word of mouth will never go out. I mean, even yeah. now, word of mouth still works from the right people. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure. Like. You know, so if you know the right person, like, look, get them in there and you can bypass all the other stuff. But back then it was just you, you had to put your package together. You mailed it out. We didn't have email back then. And uh, yeah, I really sound old saying this too, man. I was around before before AOL. I, I had a Commodore. That, that, that's how old, you know, I had a Commodore 64. You're just you know? digging deeper, man. You're digging deeper. That's so that's awesome. all right, man. Hey, I'm 50, but I'm I'm a youthful fifty man, but uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, for the for the people uh, who don't know, so so Tony and I and again, I know this. We know each other, you know, fairly well. This dude hits the gym. Right. It's a big. He's a handsome guy. He's jacked. He's a. It, that's not the fifty year old to be uh, to be toying with. I want everybody to know that to be that now, physical now, on stage. Now you make me sound like now you make me sound like I'm the Rock. This is the Rock. You know, <laughs> I'm older. You know, um, I'm getting bigger, getting jacked. Um, um, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're jacked or not. No, stop, man. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, man. that, uh, Jason. Yeah, dude, you say 50. I'm like, nah, you don't look any, any bit of 50. But listen, this is a perfect time to take a quick quick break. If you guys want to learn more about uh, Tony Tone, check him out on all social media. And Tony, help me out. It's Comedian Tony Tone on Facebook. Yeah, Comedian Tony Tone on uh, Facebook and Instagram. That's T-O-N-Y-T-O-N-E, Comedian Tony Tone. Instagram, Facebook, 
Tone underscore the comic. No, no. It's uh, at Tone the comic on Twitter, even though I'm not on there much. Yeah, just. Well, yeah, he's still working on a Commodore. He's still working on a Commodore 64. Yeah. I don't think they yeah, get Twitter. Yeah, I'm trying that. to get the, uh, I'm trying to find the right floppy <laughs> disk that I had and I'm going <laughs> to upload it on my, on my disk drive. And, <laughs> Perfect. And also. I still know my poke commands. Remember poke commands on a, on a Commodore, man? I still remember that stuff, man. It's I crazy. Don't. That's funny. That's funny. Well, anyway, I listen at the, uh, this week at the Comedy Zone as well in Charlotte. November 11th through 14th. I don't want to uh, miss out on letting everybody know that Thursday through Sunday, Bruce Bruce will be performing at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte. Go to cltcomedyzone.com for a full schedule of events and tickets and all that. And uh, we'll be right back. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Get ready. Broadway is returning to Charlotte. Blumenthal Performing Arts has an incredible selection of upcoming hits, including the returns of Hamilton and Wicked, plus the long-awaited Charlotte debut of Disney's Frozen and many more fan-favorite musicals and plays. Season tickets are on sale now at BlumenthalArts.org slash BPA Broadway. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit CDC.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse because online scheduling saves me time. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're having a great time talking with a very funny and talented Tony Tone. Uh, and as we said, if you guys want to learn more about him, it's comedian Tony Tone on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, he is in the woods currently right now chasing Tom Cruise around the, the Chattahoochee <laughs> River. Did you say you were near the Chattahoochee River? Chattahoochee, Chattahoochee. River. Chasing, <laughs> chasing Tom Cruise looking like eyes wide shut. Uh, with, with an eyes wide shut, shut version of Halloween. <laughs> Perfect, man. That's amazing. Michael Myers. <laughs> I saw it. He popped up on the screen and he had this this whole black mask on where all you could see was his eyes. It was great. It was it was good it's stuff. Crazy. Man. Good stuff. Well, listen, we're talking about sort of uh, you know your career and coming out of Memphis and and going on the road. Now, at some point, you become a headliner. I'm assuming you you do Def Comedy Jam and you've kind of been like riding that wave. You've done a number of TV appearances. So being around for that long, like, tell me about your your comedic style in terms of like where do you get your ideas from are you are you sitting down and writing and again i know you do improv and you're you're really physical i mean what what insight right. can you give us into, the, into that side of it you know what i do i do write as well if something funny comes to my head it's, it's gotten hard for me to just sit down a a, a a pad and grab a pen and be like write something funny it has yeah. to come to me right naturally and i'll write it down like i'll keep a pad and paper uh, i mean a pad and pen with me daily and if I, I something come to me, either I'll write it down or I go to my my note my little notebook on my cell phone and I'll type it in the the, the premise or whatever you know, yeah, and then work sure. on it. I'll sit and work on the premise or premises that I came up with during the course of that day. Mm-hmm. My comedy, like I say, is a mixture of uh, nostalgia 
I would take you down memory lane with my material because that's a reflection of me. Gotten, I've gotten older. Now I can talk about stuff that, you know, that's nostalgic, you know, and, right. and, and people will come to me and be like, man, I remember that. So yeah. that's a good impact. Let you know uh, that's validation. Like people like really were into it. Nostalgia, sound effect, impressions, acting, everything. There's something for everybody in my audiences. And I, and I, I'm not, like I said, I've done Def Jam. I did Comic View, also did Comics Unleashed. But, but I actually, I'm a, I'm just a people's comic. Like I'm a, you know, yeah. Universal remote and comedy. Like my, my comedy is universal. It's just funny. Like it's for whoever want to laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's something with that, yeah. the theme that keeps coming up sort of throughout this. And I think comedy conversations all over the place is clean versus dirty. I don't, I don't remember you being that dirty. Like you said, you're a pretty universal no. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really, I'm not filthy. Like, like my natural comedy styling is just really like PG 13. So I can, I can yeah. go to a light R. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Right. And, right. but I can actually be, straight G, ready to G, because I do church, I do church functions as well. Really? You know? Yeah, so I, I do a little bit of everything, and it's when I love doing churches, because there's no pressure being clean in an atmosphere yeah. that, that want, that expect clean, and at least in church, they don't even heckle you in church, you don't have to worry about being heckled or nothing in church, so. <laughs> That's a heck of a church you get heckled in. <laughs> is that, how often are you doing churches? Is that, is that like a, uh, a, almost every weekend kind of thing, or is it just, you know, will they come up when they come up? It, it comes up when it comes up. Yeah. I mean, I go through a spell of doing like two or three churches a month to maybe, you know, one every, one every once in a while. Uh, I do a lot of stuff with um, Akintunde, fellow comedian Akintunde, because he does strictly churches, you know. Okay. Yeah, so so I, I would um, get on some of those shows, man, and, you know, I do a little bit of everything, but like normally I'm not a, a filthy comic, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not blue, sure. as they say, that's comedy jargon. I'm yeah. not blue. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Now, so you've been you've been in the game for a while. I like to uh, I like to try to put people on the spot a little bit. I like okay. to find out what what pet peeves comics have, and I always say it's a really fun chance to say some things that that comics are going to hold against you later. Uh, what what's that thing that just irks you? When, you know, like I said, you've been doing it a long time. Whether this is like on the business side, or you just you've seen comedians do this particular thing, or whatever it is. What what's a pet peeve that gets you going? Well, you know, pet peeve is when people go over their time. That 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 that's you know in front of you you know what i mean like come on man you know yeah. you know respect the clock respect the lack of respecting the clock that's yeah. one uh let's see bachelorette parties in our show <laughs> well, we, oh come, jason you feel that right you oh, feel that just right? had one this weekend man i know exactly what you're oh. talking about you see, him, oh, you see him walk in with their sashes up. on and you're just like ah oh, well that's gonna that shit show is gonna affect everybody oh <laughs> exactly, man. Bachelorette parties and and fee- women birthday parties. I'm sorry, lady. I'm not trying to pile on you, but y'all know how y'all are when it's your you about to get married or it's your birthday. Men, not so much. We're not. We we we. I mean, first of all, bachelor parties. They just they don't really go out. They just be like, first of all, they're not at a comedy club. First of all, yeah. And if they are. Yeah. If they are, they they like trying to be talked into uh, going ahead and getting married, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, you know, it's like a funeral for him, you know. But no, I'm kidding. But no, um, let's that see crowd. what else. I, I have it. I have other I have other pet peeves. Um, technical pet peeves uh, with the club sometimes. Bad sound and lighting. Oh, man, 
bad sound and lighting. That's oh, that's a pet peeve, especially the sound, because I'm big on sound. I'm making sound effects yeah. and impressions and stuff. I need optimal sound. Yeah. Let's see. What else, man? I'm trying to think if I even have an example of one that's like that's not great. I've done a couple ones that are not specific comedy clubs where every time it's like, what, what why are we still doing this? Like it's that right. it's that frustrating to 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 not have right. good sound. It is, man. It is. Uh maybe maybe uh, also um uh, when they don't make the right announcements before the mm-hmm. show, because it starts with the announcements as far as taming the audience. It starts with the announcements and a good host to yeah. tame the audience. If you don't announce, please keep your table talk down to an absolute minimum and and, and cell phones on vibrate. You yeah. know, if you don't tell an audience sometimes, they don't know. You know, yeah. and then loud. I can't stand loud table table talk. Yeah, you're getting and, uh, to the, the responsibilities of of a host. You know, and that's yeah. that's the one thing that I'm still yeah. to this day surprised when when headliners come through and they're just like, nah, I don't I don't want to host because they've had so many bad experiences with with hosts that they're just like, no, don't get them out of here because they make the show worse. Right. right? It's always right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, which I mean, again, I have some frustration with that, but also be better hosts. <laughs> you know? Right. That's be better cool. host. Absolutely. And. um Left-handed microphones, man. I can't stand... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Can't stand left-handed microphones. One, they always have, always have a bad set. With a, you, ever, you ever seen a comedian that blame a lot of stuff on a bad set? It oh. is actually him. Like, man, they left-handed <laughs> microphones, man. Right-handed, man. My jokes didn't come out right. <laughs> Speaking of pet peeves, man. That's great. All right. So we got some negative stuff in there. So let's get some... What's the best um, piece of advice that you've gotten, whether it's from a headliner or from, from other you know, club owners or whatever it might be. Can you, anything? Uh, some of the best advice and uh, even advice that I've gotten, I passed on. Don't be, don't be afraid of failure. Meaning don't, you know, don't, don't, don't be too, don't be fear. You know, don't be so fearful, you know, don't be afraid of failure, which kind of runs into uh, don't have fear. Meaning like, you know, jump out there and tr- do a joke. You should, you know, do the joke you have written. Don't be afraid of it. Because if it fails, you can't be afraid of that either. Just go back and rewrite, you know, work on it, work right. on it. So uh, you can't be afraid of failure. Also, what I've learned and I've passed on is don't let the silence scare you to anybody that's new. Yeah. Don't, don't let silence scare you. All silence is bad silence. Silence. You have captivated silence and then you have bad silence. So you can know the difference. Right. Decide, don't feel like you have to rush to get to your punchline if they are silent. If you're rushing, the crowd is not going to comprehend what you're saying because you're rushing. So just relax and do your thing. So, uh, oh, oh, also say this too. This, this is kind of like an acting thing too. I always tell new up and coming comedians when you walk on stage, walk on, walk up there like you walk normally around the house and nobody's around. If you walk up there normal, that means that's a level of comfort. You, you, you're, you're comfortable or more comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah if you walk up there, just natural. You're good. You know, just, just, yeah, it's, it starts with the walk sometime and breathe and breathe. I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated by it, by this walk. So I've heard, you know, a hundred times that, you know, audience is going to judge the first 10 seconds of you walking, even less five seconds. Of you walk in on stage, never heard anyone talk about the walk before. That's really interesting. Yeah. So that is a way to even control your, the optics, like control how people see you walk out comfortably. Right. Right. Yeah. Walk comfortably. Uh, Cause it, I'm telling you, if a, if an acting coach tell you to walk, they can tell if you're uncomfortable. And most of the time the average person is uncomfortable walking in front of a bunch of strangers. Like yeah. you ever had to maybe in school or at a major sporting event, if you had to walk in front of the stands, yeah, you're the only one walking in front of them. You ever, you ever know, do your chain, yeah. do your walk change? 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, trust me. Yeah. I, I take yeah. acting classes. It literally, I'm I'm Will Ferrell half the time. I don't know what to do with my hands. What do my hands normally <laughs> do in this situation? I look like an idiot over here. Like I know exactly right. what you're saying. Yeah, I'm fascinated right. by this right now. Right. So if you can walk up there normal and, and it's like, like, okay, yo, welcome to my living room. If you walk up, if you walk up to a stage when they introduce you, like you walk into your living room and everybody's sitting there, your family, whatever, it, it, you're comfortable. You're comfortable. Okay. You know, it's like okay. that helps, that helps you to relax and it lets the audience know, oh, this guy, he's, he's going to know what he's talking about. I mean, he, look how comfortable he looks comfortable, you know, because <laughs> a crowd can smell fear. They can smell a new yeah. one. They can also smell an expert too. Like, oh, this, this guy, I can tell the way he moves. He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's I, I got to tell you this this that particular piece of advice is worth the price of admission here because I, that's that's new and that's that's resonating in me. That's bouncing around my head. So I'm, hey, I'm gonna be thinking about that a walking on stage. Now another sort of positive thing. Can you think of a a success story? It doesn't have to be you, like anybody that where you've seen maybe somebody younger than you or or whatever it is that sort of overcome overcome something and and been you know great. Then maybe you've seen you know someone was like oh man that guy was terrible and then you see him on HBO. Comedy Jam, like a year later, or something. Right. I th- I know a few fellow comedians that came that started after me, and I watched them grow into like they probably went from growing on stage to they had a, a, a into a strong social media presence, mm. which made mm. them you know they pass you. It's like oh man, yeah, sure. they pass you in terms of not so much your comedic uh, skill, just the uh, drawability. And yeah. and social media follow, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I've seen that. I've seen that. I was like, wow, they really doing their thing, you know. And because of that, they end up in some movies or something or or, or whatever. Yeah, I have seen some people, uh, some success stories that yeah, they they pass me up, you know, sure. in, in certain ways. So so you know, and that's that's great because I mean. It's still, we're all going to get ours. It just may not come at the same time. You know? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not always a competition. Um, how, how, how much right. do you focus on social media? And I mean, and, and how do you do it if you do focus on it? Is that something you put a lot of time in? Yeah, I'm, I, I, don't have, I don't put enough time into it. I'm starting to focus on that more because it's not in my passion to be in front of my, my cell phone all day, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Recording stuff. But I, I see where I've done it. I've done it recently. I put up yeah. a couple of... Um, promos of me promoting uh, an upcoming show and I did some characters and stuff and it really hit. So I'm like, I need to do this more often. So I am going to start training myself to to do better, to, to do that more. Yeah, I can't, and, I can't yeah. imagine all the, the, the impressions and stuff that you do. And I'm sure some of the stuff you don't want to kind of give away right. kind of what you do. But yeah, I would think that you would just be just beating everybody up with this amazing impressions that you do with so many different people. I, I, I love it. I think it's great. If that's if that skill I had, I, I'd be giving it to everybody. But you also, you know, <laughs> you don't want to give it away for free either. I get that. Right. You know. Yeah, but I, I need to utilize it, though. I need to uh, go ahead and start utilizing it, man, because I can always do that voice in a, in that particular situation on the video, but I do have it in a different scenario when I get to an actual club. So there's really no excuse for me. I just got to start, you know, uh, nurturing that that feature, that aspect of my career now. You know, I, I got to start incorporating uh, social media uh, videos and, and increasing my presence. I mean, I'm just hitting like just over 10,000 people and that's still kind of like nothing nowadays, yeah. you know? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm at like yeah. I'm like a hundred people, so it's good. I, I appreciate. But, that. I'm crying. Right. Fifty of them, fifty of them <laughs> listening to us right now, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it's funny. So, I mean, there's some people that I really like on uh, on social media that I watch. I mean, how are you watching new material? I mean, are you are you watching every new special that comes out, or are you just kind of head down, kind of doing your own thing for whatever reason? If it's a, for the most part, I kind of like keep my head down and just do my own thing. Yeah. I may peep at certain uh, specials every now and then, but I, I don't really look at a lot of specials. Sometimes I may peep if um, just make sure the social media sensations aren't using any of my material. But yeah. <laughs> but but, uh, but no, uh, for the most part, you know, I, I kind of hear through the grapevine about certain uh, social media sensations. But for the most part, I'm working on myself and what I'm doing in my craft. And, you know, I'm yeah. put, putting together my own videos now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Well, uh, it, you know, where people want to find you, obviously, on social media. What, what do you got coming up next? Anything in particular you really want to push out there for people to come see or go watch? Uh, right now, I don't have uh, I just like I said, I just wrapped on a recent movie. So right now I don't have anything uh, coming down the uh, pipeline, but I hey, figured I'm just working I, on some shows. Now. I, I figured uh, as much. You got all these, you know, you know, got movies and this music videos to me coming out. I wasn't sure if you how much you had sort of lined up. But because, you, yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead. I got a web series uh, coming out. Uh, oh, wow. That's coming out too. I think early uh, next next year, like, you know, April, March or April of uh, 2022 called uh, Welcome to the 40s. Uh, that's going to be awesome. I, I'm looking forward to that. That's like a, it's like kind of like a, a sex in the city kind of deal that centers around for um, African-American women and, 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 and their husbands. And, you know, I'm one of the husbands and, it's almost like a, it reminds me of Sept in the City, to be honest, man. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. That sounds fantastic, actually. And we'll be able to yeah. see that where? Uh, right now, I don't know the platform they're going to shoot for. I'm thinking, at the very least, YouTube or something. But yeah. I think that's good enough to be picked up by an, uh, uh, at least a secondary, if not a major network. And, it's a lot of and outlets I just had a table read. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of outlets. A lot of outlets. Yeah. And they're looking for new, uh, new stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. So... Uh, also, I just did a table read for a, a sitcom that I'm pretty sure is going to be picked up. Okay. And I, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, I just did that. But the person, that, the creator of the sitcom, I was a, a, a regular cast member of her stage play. So she oh, wow. turned like three of her stage plays into a sitcom and I'm a part of that. So that's, I don't know, we're at ground zero. We just had a table read. So I, I don't have any shoot dates or nothing right, right now, but yeah. it, that's going to yeah. be on the lookout for that down the in the near future. Absolutely. Now, if, you, if for the people, you know, who've been listening, I mean, pay attention because this is a guy who's, I mean, he's amazing on stage. He's he's acting all the time. You literally have talked about like six different projects that you uh, ha have filmed, are currently filming and are working on, on table reads. Pay attention to this guy, Tony Tone. Look him up, follow him. And if he's anywhere near you, Take some time, drive to see him because you you will not regret it. Tony, I can't thank you enough for being uh, on the podcast, man. I, I really appreciate hey, the time. Jason, thank you, man. And I look yeah. forward to working with you again, too, man. I, I had an awesome time working with you and along with Keith D. When we did that, um, yeah. it was an old naval base. It was an old naval yeah. base. Yeah, 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 did, yeah. That's man. right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. man, that place is yeah, great. Man. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, listen, hey, be safe out there and and uh, have a great time shooting that music video. We wish you all the success. Uh, thanks for coming in. And for everybody else, thanks for listening to the Comedy Zone podcast. Don't forget to go to the Comedy uh, Zone in Charlotte this weekend for Bruce Bruce. Go to cltcomedyzone.com for a full schedule and for Brian Baltashevitz. And, and B's also here tonight. She's been listening and, and making me laugh over there, uh, <laughs> shadowing everything we're doing. Uh, thanks again, buddy. And uh, well, everybody, hey, thank you, man. You got. I'm Jason Allen King. Uh, be funny, be safe. We'll see y'all next time. 
The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>